Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes. You're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. First off, a big thank you to our sponsor, TopTal. That's T-O-P-T-A-L. Check them out at TopTal.com. My friend over there is offering us a two-week free trial for us to try out. So if you need a developer, a designer, a programmer, anything like that, send me an email and I'll introduce you to Nelson over at TopTal. And he's going to give us two weeks uh, free on their program and essentially you can <clears throat> get anything program design a back-end a website e-commerce all of that stuff you get a top-of-the-line expert and they do all the vetting process they only get the top three percent of their freelance applicants so if that's in- of interest to you make sure you let me know and you can get huge amounts of value for free let me know at business bootcamp podcast at gmail.com and I'll introduce you to Nelson now today we're going to be answering a couple Q&A questions. The first one is just a real quick one. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. And uh, I've been asked this question a lot, and so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll once more address this question. It comes from Matt. Matt says, hi, Mike. Matt here. Uh, firstly, just want to say thank you for your what you're doing for all of us who listen and apply the apply the information you give. Secondly, my question, although it is not business directly exactly, I wanted to know your thoughts on getting an official MBA, which is Masters of Business Administration, versus entrepreneurs who who choose to start a business without it. I know a lot of people have their pros and cons for both. Your thoughts. So I I just finished my MBA course. I just need to go back in a couple years and finish one class because I didn't do very good in the finance class and they don't like me to get bad GPA. So I need to do that one more class in a couple years. But other than that, I've finished the, the whole program and I have my MBA. So now I guess I, I, I can say I can really compare both having an MBA versus not having an MBA, the pros and cons of both. So I would say get an MBA if you're going to stay in corporate America. I don't really think to start your own business, you need an MBA. Actually, I know you don't need it. But I don't think it's a very useful, and I think actually think it's less of a. It, it's a it's a big amount of money that you have to pay out. So if you're not getting scholarships and stuff, and you're paying it out of pocket or going in debt, even a bigger reason why I wouldn't get your MBA. Um, an MBA is going to give you a couple things. It's going to give you connections to the people you go to class with, to your peers. It's going to give you connections to your professors. And give you contacts perhaps into the local business world. And it's going to probably, if you have a good career center at your school, it's going to give set you up big time in corporate America. Like I could probably get a job at Microsoft, Boeing, Google, and I would like probably more most is Tesla down in Seattle. Um, two hours south of us. And so just because I've been through the program, they're always trying to recruit from our class. And so that's a big bonus if you're wanting to go the corporate route and stay in corporate America, have a nine to five, kind of work up the ladder that way. And that's fine. I'm not saying it's bad, but most people listening to this is probably entrepreneurs. And the re- thing is a lot of people have paralysis by analysis and they analyze, they try to analyze their business plan or a model way too much before actually digging in, diving in and just selling and trying to get traction and growing the business and you don't need an MBA to do that like if you're wanting to do some huge company 
yeah, an MBA is going to help you, but you're not going to become the huge company overnight. You're going to start off with one or two clients. You're going to start off with a, you know, a few clicks. You're going to start with a small website. All of that can be done without all the knowledge. And remember, you can always hire people that are better than, uh, better at you than at certain tasks. So, I wouldn't get an MBA if I, if you knew that you were going to be self-employed the rest of your life. Uh, I got, I did get an MBA. The reason I got an MBA is because when I started, I was 18 years old didn't, you know, there was really no point in me not getting the MBA. I had enough money as far as cash to pay for it without going to debt. And I was just so young that it just made a lot of sense. And people seem to listen to you a lot more when you have an MBA behind your name, especially when you're doing consulting. That's really just the the, the honest part of it. Like even on the podcast here, most of the larger or like more established companies listen to me more because I have an MBA. Whereas if I was just a 20 year old just jabbering, even if I had a successful company and everything, uh, they, they still look for the credibility that an MBA brings. So that's my take on it. I would much rather see someone that is an entrepreneur work for a startup or uh, start their own business even better but perhaps you don't even have a business idea or you don't know what you're wanting to do you could always work for a startup and I talk about this in the book uh, that's coming out here soon um, and I talk about what what do you do if you're an entrepreneur but you don't have an idea and you know working for a startup is a great way to start if you don't have a, if you don't have an original idea or business model that you kind of create in your mind and so MBA, yes, if you're going to go corporate world, it's great. It still has a lot of value. I wouldn't spend 200 grand going to Harvard Business School. Uh, I don't know. But but this is the thing. like Coming out of Harvard, if you have, if you have your MBA, you're probably going to be working for a large bank and you will be making over, you know, you'll be making six digits pretty much right away, a, a six-digit income. And, you know, but who wants to work for as a banker? I don't know. Like, it's not for me. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying for me, that's not appealing. So why would I spend 200 grand doing that? You know, trying to get an education at Harvard or MIT or some other crazy school. And there, there's just no value that I see for me because I'm an entrepreneur and I know I'm gonna be self-employed. And I know I'm gonna be creating businesses, not managing them or trying to, you know, do PR and HR and all this other stuff for a larger corporation. So. That's that. Moving on to a much more important question, in my opinion, for you as a young entrepreneur, small business owner, this is where we're at. All right. So this pick, this this question came in from Vince. Remember, you can always leave me a question on the website, Business Bootcamp Podcast. Wait, at gmail.com is that's my email. Business Bootcamp Podcast.com is the website. On there, you can leave me a question via text or voice, and I will answer it here on the show, or uh, if not, I will always get to you eventually off the show. And so, Vince writes in. Let's look at Vince here. All right, so Vince has a a company. His his web address is ozarkmountainfurniture.com. Very cool. So let's see here, Vince. Hi, Mike. I've really, st- I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast while I work. I like how you give very practical advice that can be implemented immediately. Cool. Thanks, Vince. I recently started an outdoor furniture business called Ozark Mountain Furniture. I've been doing this for about a year full time. Very cool. And I'm realizing how difficult it is to sell my products. Typically, I set up a booth at boat shows, farmers markets, and wine events. I'm really trying to sell over the internet because of how difficult it is to haul around heavy pieces of furniture, and also it's very time-consuming. Last month was a really good month, and we did over 10000 in sales. 
but that was very unusual and I've had some months where I've sold almost nothing. I'm constantly priming the pumps in this business to make sales. I feel like it could be a good business once I once I find my grooves, but so far it seems to be sporadic. <clears throat> Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much for all your great podcasts, Vince. <clears throat> so, Vince, definitely you're thinking on the right track here, and that is to get online because as long as you are hauling pieces of equipment and furniture to trade shows or to uh, to your farmers markets and wine events and all this, as long as you're doing that, really you're not making any money. Because even say you make a thousand dollars gross at one of these events, okay, and then you take away the cost of goods to make the product, then you take away your labor, then you take away your time that you you spend an entire day, you know, at the farmers market, then you take away the transportation costs and potential damage to inventory and all of that you take all that into account it's not worth it however i do believe that is the way you'll have to build this business and that is grinding it out and that it what i mean to say about that is it's a great way to start and that is at these shows at these farmers markets talking directly to customers belly to belly with the people that are going to buy this product you've learned probably a lot about the target market so that's a great way to start however to scale this business you're never gonna be able to keep going from show to show to show to show it's just not scalable and like you said it's sporadic so you're gonna want to go online a couple things I would suggest about going online and this goes for everyone out there that has these product type of businesses and you're willing to sell online what really works well online is having a model called good, better, best. In other words, you have three different levels of quality of your product that allow people to make the decision of how much they want to buy uh, and how much they want to spend. Sorry. And so I looked at OzarkMountainFurniture.com. Great product, high quality, but high price, which is totally fine. Totally agree with that's what you should be doing to keep your brand image uh, above that which that would someone would buy for 50 bucks at Walmart okay so I don't disagree with that you know you don't you, you're you're competing in a way with Ikea but on the other hand you are custom you are wood you are solid wood it's handmade all that stuff okay and so you, you should be charging more all right now when you have high prices, and I talk a lot about raising prices and all of that, I don't want you to think that you just raise prices and make more money because you do. when you do have high prices, you do alienate a certain segment of the market, and that's the people that are looking for the low cost or they're just looking for function over form, and they're really just needing something to get by. Uh, they're typically going to be the ones that go to Ikea and Walmart and so on and so forth, but this is still a market that you can tap into without ruining your brand image and this is what apple has done in the past few years with their iphones they've created these lower level like you just saw recently the smaller four inch se model iphone then they had also a few years ago they gave they had made iphone 5c which is a plastic case instead of aluminum and what they're trying to do is not ruin the brand image because they still want to be seen as a high priced high quality product but they are trying to bring in a, a demographic that would otherwise not be uh, able to be reached and so this good better best model is fantastic you see it in corporations like apple you know with it, like with their ipads they have the ipad mini the ipad regular ipad size just larger then they have the ipad pro they have it in their Macs. so they have different uh 
amounts of RAM and different uh, different types of computers ranging anywhere from you know seven eight hundred dollars new for an a, a, a pro I mean uh, sorry uh, air air computer and then everything up to like three grand if you want the the tower the Mac tower and so that's kind of using this good better best model and what that means is say you have one of these chairs like the, the Adirondack chairs you could take one of those and have three different types. You could have one for 149, one for 249, one for 349. And the 149 is going to be super basic, probably thinner wood, less quality of wood, maybe not the, as nice of a stain. Uh, and But it's going to be the product, nonetheless, the same shape and size, kind of generally speaking. But it's going to be cheaper quality. And it's still going to have the same integrity as far as the brand one thing I think you should do too is put your brand logo on the back of the chairs or even on the front whether it be uh, on the armrests or uh, in the middle of the chair on the front or back something just so that people say hey that's a cool chair and then they see your your brand right there your the name of your company and I think it'd be cool if you did it in black or some sort of where it looked like it was branded into the wood but that's just my opinion um but what I'm trying to, the main thing here is for everyone out there, not just Vince here listening from Ozark Mountain Furniture, but everyone out there is make this good, better, best model. Even for like, you say, well, I'm a service-based businesses business. How do I do that? Like for us, when we do lawn care estimates and stuff, we don't just give them a mowing if we think they need trimming and some landscaping work and say, hey, you know what? You could cover this whole area and you make it into a parking lot instead of having to mow it all the time. And so you're offering these upsells for people. They're potentially just going to use the lowest model, the you know the, the the good part, but they might go to best and they might go to better, um, or better and, and then best. And so you just want to give them the option to buy up, but then you don't want to alienate a market that is looking for a cheaper product. So this good, better, best model is an awesome way to position yourself in the marketplace to get the widest audience now the the challenge here for you Vince is going to be creating a chair that can sell for 149 or whatever price you you, you make it because uh, you're going to have to cut certain parts uh, that will reduce the, the cost of goods sold and so that's going to be a problem not a problem it's just going to be a hurdle that I know you can achieve and you just got to figure it out um, but so that's that's kind of one part of it the good the better and the best model. You should really have that implemented in your business. Every part of your business should be where where you don't alienate any part of the marketplace, but you have the high high pro, high quality, uh, very expensive models, and then you have the cheaper, more affordable, you know, things that might last a few years. And that's that's something I would suggest. Now, on the other end of things. If you're wanting to go online, you st- I still think you're gonna have to go to the shows. You're gonna have that's gonna be kind of the the driving force at the beginning because until you start getting search engine optimization and all of that, it's gonna be tough for you to uh, sell these online. Because right now, if you put wooden furniture into Google or into Amazon, which by the way you should be on Amazon, I think I looked on there and I think there's a great spot for you. Get reviews big time, and you'll get up to Amazon really fast, especially when I put in wooden furniture. And so, uh, obviously, when you put it online, the big thing that you're going to want to do is try to get traffic to your website. So, what's great about the website, though, is now you, instead of 
being having to be at shows to show people your product if you make a good enough website you should really give them a card and then they go on online they think it's amazing and then a they call you and order you in person or they just order it straight from the website and so that would mean that when they come to your website it needs to be amazing it needs to really capture the feeling that like if you're if you're going to wine events for sure you uh, for instance you need to be showing that in a video you need to be showing like this is the product if this is what you're doing if you're going to farmers markets and you're seeing people that are going to be outdoors that are healthy they might have a garden of their own they might uh you know this is very stereotypical but like same thing with like boat shows the same deal what t- what what product are you trying to position for that audience you should really you could really have a boat a boat chair a wine chair and a farmer's chair or whatever and then each of those have your good better and best model just so that when people come to your site they know and they're a boater they don't have to look at all your your chairs they just say oh look it says the the Adirond- Adirondack boat chair or whatever. I don't. I'm, not, I'm just saying, just so it makes it very clear that this is why they came is because they're a boater. They want a chair on their on the on their deck, or say they are a farmer, or they they have a garden and they want it, and they're always spending time outside. You know, the mom that is weeding and then trying to take care of the kids and needs to sit down. Like, who is your target market? target markets the, the 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 key segments that you're going after and you mentioned that the boat shows the farm markets and the wine events if you can really make sure that when someone comes to your site they have even if you have like three pictures at the bottom and you say those three different segments boating and you have a picture with a boat with someone on on the chair farmers uh you know uh outdoors and then have a picture of someone in their garden or aunt sitting on the chair and then the wine events have someone that's having a great wine party and they have all have these chairs and stuff like that. And so that's a great way so that when people come to your site, and this is true for everyone, they're trying to validate of whether within the first couple of seconds, they're trying to ask, answer the question, is this site what I'm looking for? Is it gonna, Am I going to get what I need from it? And if instantly you can tap into the market that they're in, so if they're a boater and they come to your website, the first thing they're asking themselves is, Will this, whatever it is on this website, work on my boat? And so right away you can catch them on the home page with a video or a picture or a link or something that will just validate that, hey, this is where I should be. And you just got to get them off the home page and into the shopping mall, shopping section of your website. And so that's it for today, everyone. I hope you learned something. There's a lot we could dig into about the good, better, and best model why that works and then also the pricing part of it you can get really in the deep details of that but that maybe we'll do that for un- for another episode for now i just want to say thank you this is episode 99 never thought we'd be here can't wait till like we're at like 999 but uh that's it for today i do want to say a big thank you again to my sponsor TopTal. t-o-p-t-a-l make sure you email me if you think you could use a programmer or a designer or any sort of freelancer that's you know beyond like this isn't just like freelancer.com is great 99designs is great for small projects but when you need someone that really is like almost a part of your team and you need to continually be working on a back end or you need to create a really professional e-commerce site beyond that of just a wordpress or Maybe you need to create an app or something like that, and you actually need someone a little longer term, maybe three, four weeks. You can actually 
right now top tell my friend over at Nelson's with them and they are willing to give us up to two weeks for free if you're not satisfied they will pay the developer so uh, you right now it's like risk-free you just try it if you don't like it they're gonna pay for it uh, and that I really appreciate Nelson over at top tell for doing that for us and they've also sponsored the show so big shout out to top tell.com check them out and then like I said email me and I'll hook you up with Nelson and then he'll make sure you get on uh, uh, with a good developer and get your problems solved website created app made all that good stuff all right so that's it for today everyone this is mike andy's episode 99 on the business Bootcamp podcast signing off